Judgment. This is Blaine. I'm joined by Andrew. Hey, Blaine. Hey, Andrew. <laughs> um, Corey is not here this week. Yeah, just us two today. Just us two. And we're gonna take a little break from James Bond for this episode, and it's not gonna change. We're gonna continue back on our path next week with more James Bond, but we decided to do something a little different tonight. Yeah, this is a little bonus episode we like to call a snap judgment. We did these in season one with our horror movies, but uh, back at it. So we will be watching a movie that is, like Andrew said, not one of our James Bond movies, but it is still in the genre, possibly, debatable. Yeah. (laughs) We, for snap judgments this season, we'll be doing movies that are spy-like in nature. Similar to James Bond, or that they hoped were similar to James Bond. Yeah, and we'll be doing it just like we do our James Bond movies. We'll go through it, give out some awards, and just talk about what we saw. Yeah, and when we say uh, snap judgments this season, we really don't know how many we're going to do, so this might be the only one. Could be. Yeah, but either way. Wait and see. Yeah. Tune in. Yeah, we don't know people's lives. So... Tonight, all that said, we will be breaking down the 1966 Dean Martin movie, The Silencers. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, interesting because this is a series of movies I never knew existed. And that's pretty odd for me <laughs> yeah. that I don't know yeah. of something. When you told me there were four of these... Yeah. I was blown away because this one was ludicrous. <laughs> yeah, this is the one that started it all. <laughs> the Matt Helm series. This is like, I don't know what they were trying to do. It's, it's, I mean, they're trying to uh, give us an American James Bond. Yeah, yeah. Or they're trying to capitalize on James Bond-esque-ness. I think yeah. they're. Okay, so when did Dr. No come out? 62, I want to say. Yeah. So that's the first James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. This, this is, is 66. So prime mm-hmm. James Bond. Yeah, this is like after Goldfinger, I believe. Which I guess makes sense, yeah. given this movie. <laughs> yeah, You know, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. If not, you only live twice, which makes more sense if it did. You think? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. Especially with our villain in this movie. Um. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Now that you say that, mm-hmm. I could see it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this movie is insane. Mm-hmm. Andrew, let's start. Just give us the IMDb overview, and then we can give our initial reactions, and then we'll go mm-hmm. through and talk about this um, piece of film. <laughs> joy. Yeah, this absolute joy of a movie. All right, so in The Silencers, 1966... Retired agent Matt Helms is reactivated in an order to in order <laughs> to stop an evil organization from exploding an atomic bomb over the USA and starting World War III. Now, Blaine, I don't know about you, but I can't uh, 
say that that's what I got from this movie? <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. I mean, if you were to ask me, this seems like a road trip movie between Dean Martin and a redheaded lady. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Yeah, they have a great time. With dance sequences and uh, musical numbers. <laughs> yeah, a lot of music. Yeah. So now that you said, I, again, I didn't really follow this, but yeah. the whole, we're going to blow up a nuke and start World War Three. Yeah. I feel like we've seen two James Bond movies that do that same thing. Uh, 100%. Yeah. In fact... That's a very common... Octopussy trick. is the uh, closest one we've done recently. And you only live twice. They were stealing the oh, satellites. Yeah. To start a war between the U.S. Basically, and, and then... Boy, Russia t- was a good... Uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. They were trying to start World War Three. Between yeah. China and Britain. Yeah. They're just obsessed with World War Three. What's going on? You know, what's funny, and I don't know if we covered this in Tomorrow Never Dies, that would be a very quick war. <laughs> it just seems like China would handle that quite easily. Well, not 1999 China. Ah, not nine, ah. they hadn't quite made it yet. They hadn't quite gotten there. They were only at a billion people at that yeah. point. Oh, well, well. You know. Yeah. Times change. But anyways. It, yeah. Bad guys be doing... Bad guy things, mm-hmm. um, but this movie, <laughs> like I mean, Andrew said, we went into it. We picked it because we thought, "Hey, this is it's billed as a spy movie." Never heard. I mean, not even a whisper about this movie in my life have I heard about this. And it's with Dean Martin, who's <laughs> yeah. like a huge star at the time. It, I mean, like a huge s- singer, you know. Well, yeah, he was everywhere back then. I mean, oh yeah, he did do Lewis and Martin movies. He was, uh, but yeah, yeah, the big, Rat Pack. I mean, big any, time. Yeah, never heard of this movie. Never, never. So we were interested, and I mean, you, you would think we'd come across this in our lifetime, no, in some kind of list of James Bond-ish movies or something. But no, never, never so, heard of it. Um, and I'm gonna say something controversial. I'm going to have strong feelings on this movie. But I got to say, I kind of want to watch the other three now. <laughs> I think we have to now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm very interested. I'm so intrigued. If this was, I mean, I don't know how they're ranked, but this <laughs> one was. If you got a good Matt Helm list out there, send it our let way. Let us know. Yeah. Send us your rankings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we have to watch all four now. Yeah, we got to do it. Now, absolutely, it's gonna be there. Mm-hmm. So, let's start off by giving out our thumbs as we always do our initial reactions. Um, I guess I'll go first, okay, since it's just us two. Yep, uh, I'm gonna give this one thumb down mm-hmm. because it is just kind of bonkers, yeah. It has yeah. some redeeming, and we'll talk about them. It has some yeah. redeeming qualities, but overall, it was, I didn't know what the fuck was going on most of the time. And even when things were happening, you were still kind of like, holy shit. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, Andrew, how, how are you feeling? I'm 100% with you. Yeah. I, I mean, I think a two thumbs down is a movie that I can't wait to be over. <laughs> I'm just hoping. I don't know if th- I can say for this one I felt that way. Because, like you said, there were some parts that were interesting. But yeah. 
Uh, one thumb down seems appropriate. That's, I mean, yeah, that's fair. A two thumb down has to be reserved for something that's just phenomenally bad just, and has nothing to offer. Nothing. Yeah. This had things to offer. Yeah. I uh, mean, of course, very few and far between, but there's something entertaining here. Yeah. And we'll talk about it. Yeah. So now that we got all that out of the way. Yeah. And if I can put one last little yeah. uh, remark in there, I probably won't watch this ever again. I think once enough, but I, I would say it never, you know, it didn't hurt to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I don't foresee this being on a playlist of anything. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I'm never watching this again. Yeah, no. I no. will watch the other three out of yeah. morbid curiosity. Yeah. Never watching no, this. No, no, no. Not necessary. No. no. Um, so, now we'll do our best to go through this scene by scene. I've got to say, I, I nodded off a few times. Just, I didn't fall asleep, but I definitely wasn't. Oh, the phone got picked up a few times for yeah, me. I yeah. Wasn't, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't uh, tuning in like I was watching Silence of the Lambs. No, um, no. And honestly, no need to, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, there was some, there was some fat that could have been trimmed from Ooh, this movie. To say the least. Uh, so, so let's give it a shot, so, I guess. <laughs> yeah, let's start. Uh, we open it with the scene of uh, Matt Helm being carved into bullet casings and bullets being handed out to what we can only assume are five or six assassins. Mm -hmm. And they put the bullet in the gun, making you think, oh, Matt is on people's shit list. These people are coming for him. Yeah, and this isn't like a Francisco Scaramanga situation where he's just put the 007. He etches Matt Helm's name completely. Into about seven different bullets. Yeah. This took a second. This took a He's second. He's serious about it. Yeah. But that's not the only time we see a, a bonkers bullet design in this movie. <laughs> uh, bonkers weapons in this movie. <laughs> I, I'll say, the gadgets, we'll talk about yeah, them we'll, as they come up. But holy shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so from the jump, I think people are just going to be gunning for Mr. Helm. Just mm-hmm. after him. But that's not quite what the movie is. Yeah. Um, so from there, we got that intrigue. We then go into, I guess, the, op- the opening credits are actually like a 15-minute burlesque show. It, it felt longer than 15 minutes, if I can be honest. There were <laughs> yeah. th- three different women came out. At separate times, and yeah, all performed a full burlesque show. Yeah. Not to mention the finishing act of it was a full song, a full song <laughs> with choreography mixed with a burlesque show. Yeah, it was it, insane. And the most unmemorable song I think I've ever heard. <laughs> I couldn't tell you a single word. No, not at all. The thing I can remember most from this opening is the one. Burlesker? I don't know. I don't Dan- know. I'll say dancer. The sure. one dancer uh, with the feather boa. Yeah, who, she got completely nude. Yeah, and then she yeah. kind of like flosses her ass with this boa. Yeah. yeah. Um, it felt weird for '66. I'll say that. It was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were doing things. Yeah, that was. But no shit, this opening. I would like to go back and just see how long it was. Yeah, I I agree. Because it. 
felt like forever, like you said. If you told me it was less than five minutes, I would be shocked. There's I'd no be shocked. Way. There's no. <laughs> yeah. It, it's long and very unnecessary. <laughs> very. It says nothing about the movie. No, no, it's, no, no. It's literally just three burlesque performances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then from there, we jump to... Uh, Ice. Yeah. <laughs> and not, not the immigration. No. <laughs> This is... What did it stand for? Oh, boy. <laughs> I hate that you asked me that because now I don't know. I don't remember. International? Counter... Counter... Espionage? Maybe. Something like that. We'll go with that. That sounded really good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we go to the headquarters of Matt Helm's... Superstar. <laughs> spy agency. <laughs> so it's like the the... Equivalent of MI6 for our James Bond movies. Yeah. And we have this Joker, McDonald, who I guess was like the M. Yeah, equivalent. he's the M of this, yeah. And he's just chatting about nonsense, basically setting up our introduction to Matt Helm. Yeah. Saying, like, oh, he's, he's... He's talking the- to a woman about something. I'm guessing this is Tina, who we come to later, but... Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he's basically just saying, oh, yeah, he's retired and out of shape, but... He's in the area, so I think we might need him. Yeah. Uh, retired and out of shape is a very nice way of talking about Dean Martin in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Fucking um, drunk. <laughs> chain smoker. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, he uses a, uh oxygen machine later on. I think that was just Dean Martin's personal one. Oh, he yeah. Used. Yeah. <laughs> but it was actually just blowing smoke into him. Yeah, it's only cigarettes. Yeah. <sighs> oh, lucky strikes. <laughs> so from there, so we, we obviously are cued in to getting introduced to Matt Helm. And the next scene is Matt Helm mm-hmm. asleep, dreaming. In a he round has, bed. In a round bed. He has three separate dreams. <laughs> yeah. All while Dean Martin music is playing in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A full, another musical number in this movie. For a movie that's not a musical. Yeah. I just think, it was so odd, these little sequences. <laughs> yeah. And it just... And three different women he approaches. Um, we find out also that Matt Helm is a photographer now. This is how he's retired. For Sleazy Magazine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The... One I noted was Slaymate magazine. That was yeah. That's I did uh, get a chuckle out of that. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah so he's having these dreams. Mm-hmm. His own goddamn music is playing. <laughs> yeah, and that's how we're introduced to him. Now, when I was watching this, so it like pans up, and it's him under a blanket. Oh yeah. I wish he would have been pitching a tent. I know. Well, I mean. It looked like he was definitely having a wet dream. Um, he was moving all around that hump in that bed oh, like yeah. crazy. <laughs> it was weird. I just want to say this blanket statement. About it's, the blanket or? Uh, both. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But just blanket statement over this movie. A sexualized Dean Martin feels weird. I don't know if that makes Hold sense. Hold on. Okay. Are you saying... You're not attracted to Dean Martin. I'm saying I'm not attracted to Dean Martin in this movie. And that'll bring me to a point I have about him a little later on. But 
I'm not attracted to Dean Martin. And he just seems like the most, and maybe this is because I'm not of his era, but he just doesn't seem like a sexual being, I would say. What? I don't know. I'm not getting that. I'm oh, not getting it. Wow. See, I. Here's the thing. Wasn't Chariz- he like a sex symbol? <laughs> that might be really nice for what he was. He probably got women all the time, for sure. Well, I'm sure that happened. But like, if you look at Connery, Connery is exploding with charisma. I don't get that with. Are you kidding I me? I don't. I don't. I don't get it from him. Wow. And if have... I'm being honest, I don't get it from any of the Rat Pack. If that makes, I like Sinatra. I don't see the appeal there. I don't get it. I know that they had many girlfriends, but you don't think Dean Martin's charismatic? We're not starting, as I'm starting this. off. Hot. I know it's about this fucking shitty movie. I um, but <laughs> I'll say this: Connery. The Bonds, dripping with charisma. Can I say that about all of them? I don't know. But I'll say Connery, your Roger Moores, your Pierce Brosnans. They got real charisma. And not only that, they're very handsome. I don't think Dean Martin's ugly by any means, but I just feel like he doesn't have the kind of charisma that I get behind. Does that make sense? Okay. I can... I will say the Bonds come off... A little more cocksure, yeah. A little more confident with their mm-hmm. Dean Martin comes off more goofy. Like he's he he takes especially in this movie. He takes yeah. the more I'm trying to be funny approach to picking up girls. Kind of, kind of. It's a weird. It's a weird mix, and you got to go all in on something. You got to be real confident. Yeah. Or real funny. He's like, he is in like a weird middle ground. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And let me just say this. I am perplexed to tell you another Dean Martin movie that I've seen. So maybe it could just be this movie didn't do him any justice for me. That could be it. Maybe if I watched him perform or something like that, I'd be like, oh, I get it now. But I wasn't feeling it in this movie. I'll say that. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that might be a hot take. You heard it here. That uh, might be a hot take. I'm just saying. Um, but let's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I, We're well, maybe a minute and a half. Well, yeah. <laughs> let's move on. So yeah. from there, he wakes up. And then <laughs> this is not the first time we see seemingly inanimate objects I mean, move <laughs> about the place. His bed starts. Everything in his fucking house yeah. moves in some way. It looks it's like Willy Wonka house. It is a absolute Willy Wonka situation. Or Doc Brown or Rick Moranis yeah. and Honey I Trying to Get. <laughs> there there are gadgets all it's over the place. It's a gadget house. His bed mm-hmm. not only does it spin, it moves around Di- Yeah, it, in directions. It goes forward. It then It has to go backward. It tilts up. And dumps him into an Olympic-sized bathtub. bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> that was a bit of a shock. <laughs> it was insane. Yeah. He's dumped into a bathtub full of bubbles with a naked woman already in Already it. there, been there all day. He just then waiting. grabs a giant bar of soap, opens it, and takes a tiny bottle of liquor out of it. 
Drinks the whole thing. Drinks the yeah. whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm, we can touch on it very various times in this movie, but there were times while I was watching this, I was like, I think Dean Martin's actually drunk in this scene. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was 100% drunk. Yeah, for sure. Um, we should also talk about that he keeps getting calls from the ICE agency and he's refusing to answer. I'll say this about Dean Martin. He's, he's snappy, and I like it. He's got it's some kind of funny. You can tell in life he had probably had a real good sense of humor. Yeah. Um, I will say the one thing I did notice about his phone was he had his phone, uh, a liquor bottle, and a bowl full of just cigarettes ready to be smoked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, in case I wake up in the middle of the night, I gotta have me this liquor. I don't want to fumble around no. with a packet or yeah. a carton. <laughs> yeah. Where's my bowl? <laughs> yeah, where's my cigarette bowl? <laughs> oh my! I did not notice. That. Oh yeah, just, I, I was love like, that. That is the most sixty shit. <laughs> just hand them out at Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Here, kids. I got some loose cigarettes for you. <laughs> you got any Lucy's? Uh, yeah. So he lands in the bathtub with. This woman who is, uh, I guess we could say, has been there all day. She's waited for him to sleep. <laughs> and she's there. And who knows what his this motherfucker's sleep schedule is, oh, though. Yeah. I mean, he's a photographer just for whenever Slaymate he, magazine. Uh, doesn't pass out. <laughs> he just wakes up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's back. Mm, um, yes. Her name is Lovey Craves It. Mm, yeah. Lovey Craves It. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's that. not as, I mean... It's fine. I will say this. This is where I started to go, now, am I watching a movie that's a spoof or a movie that wants to be James Bond but is not doing it well? It just, like, wanted <laughs> to be a little different, like, not a straight James Bond. Like, they wanted to add more comedy, obviously, but I, I did question if it was a spoof or not at this point. Then later on in the movie, I realized, oh, this isn't they weren't spoofing at all. They were really trying to make something here and it just wasn't working. Yeah. They didn't know quite where they were. No, no, no. I'm trying to f- find like a modern equivalent. Oh, uh, boy, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> there was a recent show on Netflix. The, uh, the girl across the street window <laughs> down, like, the Kristen <laughs> bell kind of spoof of, uh, damsel, modern gone girl esque mm. type books. And that one was also one of the ones where it's like, is it a spoof? Is it being serious? It's obviously kind of a spoof, but yeah. they didn't fully commit to comedy. Yeah. And it was just ends up being odd. And I think that's what happened here. You know, I will say the best one thing I can think of is when Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig did that Lifetime movie, but they played it unironic. They played it straight. But they were really spoofing Lifetime movies because of how fucking insane Lifetime movies are. Yeah. If you ever get to see that, it's interesting watch because you're waiting for some sort of comedic event to happen, and it does not. They play it. And that's their, in, how they got you. And that's how they get you. But, yeah, anyway. Yeah, um, so. We're still not far enough in this we're movie, not, as we're far not. as I'm so, concerned. <laughs> they get out of the bathtub and stand in front of these pillars that vibrate and dry i guess they're towels and that's, that's how they the get best i came up with dried yeah. off they they're towels wrapped around a tube that spins and they just stand up against it i guess 
Dean Martin's woods getting knocked all around. Fucking <laughs> batted around like a highway cone. Um, <laughs> and then you see. And I thought for a second we were gonna get we were gonna get some Dean Martin nude scene, and I was like, oh, is this? No, didn't nah, happen. We missed it. No Dean Martin schlong in this. Um, yeah, there's basically a gadget for everything. A gadget puts on their robes for them. Uh, coffee has two coffee pots brewing. Yes. Pours their coffee, like straight up big, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure style. It's really wild. Odds, it's, it's a wild start. Yeah. For no reason. Mm-hmm. And then that's just kind of how we're introduced to Matt. Yeah. He takes a final phone call and, oh yeah, he's going to go to Mexico. And I did make a note here to, he gets the phone call about doing a photo shoot in Mexico, and he asks Miss Lovey Craves It if she's been vaccinated, which is interesting for these days. <laughs> and that's not the only time he asks someone if they're vaccinated. He mentions vaccinations a couple of times. Oh, what do you think he's talking about? Were they doing like I wish VD vaccinations back then? Because it was always <laughs> like right before so. he's about to plow one of them oh uh, yeah he asked him about their vaccination status i don't know i don't think there's a vd vaccine well you never know what they're doing in the 60s they're, hey, hey yeah. you take this yeah take these you won't oh, get it, the clout oh yeah it makes one of your balls fall off our bad <laughs> the <laughs> fda is uh not on it uh, <laughs> uh yeah so that i was like vaccinations it's because there's got to be one of these anti-vaxxers out there that watch this movie and it's just like, fuck this. I'll never watch it again. Fuck Dean Martin. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go fuck my sister now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. We then go back to ice for a second. And McDonald's is just, the ice guy, is trying to get Matt to go on a mission and Matt's dodging his calls, basically. Yeah. He don't want to work. No, no. He's too busy getting drunk, smoke, chain smoking. <laughs> With beautiful women who are, I'm going to say, way too young for Dean Martin? We don't know. I bet Dean Martin was 12 in this movie. I actually looked up his age. Uh, How this old might be a lean into it. If you, okay, don't guess his actual age, but just by looks, what do you, how old do you think he is? Okay, well, when you say it like that, and knowing... <laughs> Roy Scheider and uh, Quinn oh, yeah. from Jaws, their yeah. ages. Yeah. I would say he's 42. Okay. Well, I said, what does he look like? <laughs> How old do you think he looks like? I would say, he probably looks I'd say 46. See, I was going to go late 50s, if not 60. He doesn't look that old. He looks late 50s for sure. <laughs> yeah. And... I'll say this. He was 47. Okay. But here's my argument. That's how old Leonardo DiCaprio is right now. Well, who? Oh, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to say Leo, and then I really wanted to say the rest of it. Leo DiNardo. Leo DiNardo. <laughs> DiCaprio. Uh, he's 47 right now. So just put that. Different time. Different time. Different time. I mean, uh. Quint is younger in Jaws than Dean Martin is here. Okay. Quint <laughs> was the worst looking 43-year-old I've ever seen. Uh, by far, <laughs> that man looked 60 easily. Now, if you don't know what we're talking about, go back 
listen to listen Jaws. to our Jaws episode from season one, or watch Jaws. And then <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll see what we're and talking learn about. for yourself. But uh, yeah, he was forty seven in this movie because I was literally during one of these extremely boring moments. I said, I gotta find out how old Dean Martin is. And he looks old. Yeah, forty seven. That's such an odd age to start a spy movie <laughs> franchise. It is. Yeah. I mean, uh, it is what it is. Uh, now, at this point, I believe we cut from that to the main villain with the mustache getting telled by ICE agents. I guess. Sure. I just, <laughs> yeah. I, at first, I, was, I wrote down, is this a car chase? Because at first, they were driving fast. Then it just looked like, are, well, I was like, are they together? You know, thinking about the car chase later on in this movie, they might consider it a car chase. I don't oh know. Oh, my God. <laughs> if they might actually consider this a car chase. But, uh, yeah, it's weird. And then uh, they just, his name is Andrea, I believe. The mustache? Mustache name? is Andrea. Um, do with that what you will. But he drives into a secret tunnel and somehow loses the agents that were following him in the desert somewhere. Yep. In the desert somewhere. Um, I don't believe we see another. No, no, we do get to see another desert in quantum mm, uh, and in uh, diamonds are forever. So interesting. Um, so yeah, we're in this secret base in Andrea. <laughs> yeah. They tried to make it look like it was inside of like, a mountain or something. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they tried. <laughs> Those fake rocks or what? It looked they like were, just garbage bags. They, they glow like they had a shimmer on them that no rock should have. It looks so bad. <laughs> it's either like some sort of spray foam or just I, I plastic sheets. I guarantee it's styrofoam with some paint on it. I don't God, think it it's. Looked, <laughs> it looked terrible. I don't think you got much out of that. Now, my favorite set piece in this scene is the... First off, we should probably mention this organization's name. Yes. Yeah. Big O. The Big O. And I have no idea what that stands for. No idea. <laughs> Didn't even try and look that up. Uh, Big O. This says a lot about this movie, I think. Uh, and I will say, uh, they really wanted more of the sex that James Bond had. In this movie. They said, you know, there's some sexy moments in James Bond. Why don't we just do that the entire time? And add a ton of innuendo. And I yeah. think they succeeded in what they were trying to do. Uh, I feel bad for the women involved in this movie, but, you know. Well, what are you going to do? But yeah, the, what I, the set piece I loved was the big O conference room. That was those same shiny rocks. They just put a little wood panel on them. Yep. Just a little wood panel. It's so bad. <laughs> and, and while we're here, we're introduced to the big bad guy. Our main bad guy. Our main bad guy, whose name escapes me. <laughs> it does me too, but I pulled up IMDb. Okay, folks. I just want to, before we say this man's name, I just want to say, to me, he looks like world-famous drag queen Divine. He also has as much makeup as Divine does. He has on the most cat eye. The most. The eyebrows are something to, to stare at. Eyeliner, but... Okay, we should also mention this is 
the most whitest man. And I mean that on a racial standpoint. This is a full-blown white man. And his name is Tungzi. No. Yeah. He was supposed to be an Asian character. Hold on. Yes. No. He was supposed... Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Okay. You gotta... So in this scene... Let it process. Okay. Now it makes (laughs) sense. Yeah. So I saw like the Japanese woman that was serving him. It brought him the... Bought, Egg Foo Young in a can? Bought, brought him a can of no calorie Egg Foo Young yeah. in a can. I was like, why the fuck did they bother showing that? They yeah. like zoomed in on they it. They really wanted that to be seen. So they were. that's how they're telling me, us, the viewer, that yeah. that guy was Asian. Uh, and his name. They say his name a few times. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention that Asian lady brought him the egg Foo Young in a can, which uh, I'm pretty sure egg Foo Young is not liquid. I think it's an actual, like, a meal. <laughs> Don't think it's, uh, you drink it. But regardless, and this is what I thought too when I saw it said zero calorie. Uh, Tung Z is... A very robust man. Great big fat man. Yeah, very much so. Especially for 1966 when he might have been the uh, biggest movie star they had at the time. He's a big dude. Uh, Filling in that suit real hardcore. Um, But I wonder if this was a joke about his fatness. Because it's zero calorie. It's diet egg foo young. (laughs) (laughs) Again... The comedy doesn't work in this I don't, movie. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just found that odd. I was like, why did they even do that? First it, off, I didn't pick up that they were trying to play him. They were an, trying. An Asian person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, if you after I found out his name, I was like, oh, they're trying to give him an, an eye situation. I saw the eye makeup. I was like, that's just what he's going for. <laughs> he just wants to be that. No, no. That smoky little bad boy. There had to be an Asian actor in Hollywood they could have used. There had to be somebody. But oh no, they used a... But he didn't like use like a Asian accent. He didn't go like full Mickey Rooney in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Thank God. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Dad. He was talking just... He kind of had like a Hannibal Lecter sort of... I'm... I may be giving this movie more credit than it should ever get, but maybe he was just inspired by Asian culture, and that's what he changed his name to, but I don't feel this movie is that culturally sensitive. (laughs) Considering uh, maybe the only person of color in this movie is that Asian lady that brought him Egg Foo Young, because this is a white movie. With a capital W. Yeah, (laughs) this is a very white movie, and... I'd say the darkest person in this movie is Dean Martin's fucking uh, <laughs> tan he's got. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't think there was any ethnic people. Oh, no, no, there was at not. All. No, there wasn't. <laughs> wow. 60s, man. Yeah, it was something special. Um, so, yeah, we meet, <laughs> we meet Sung Z. Uh, by the way, this is played by Victor... Uh, his name is always so hard. It's Victor Buno. He was a very uh, famous, like, uh, 
comedy screwball actor. You basically threw him in like a TV show guest spot to do some kind of goofy performance. He was in the original Batman with Adam West. He played King Tut, which again, very culturally appropriated for this gentleman. I think he may have used the same makeup. Yeah, 100%. Uh, he was also uh, openly homosexual for the time, um, which probably hurt him in his career. But yeah, very famous uh, gay actor. Died very young. Aww. Now, here's my second question, because this also blew my mind. If you had to guess how old old Sung Z was. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, how old does he look to you? Okay. Just straight up on looks. Mm-hmm. Not seeing the look on your face right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say he looked 47. 47. All right. Uh, Victor Bruno in this movie, when it came out, or when he filmed it, was 27 years old. No. <laughs> yes. Shut your he mouth. He was 27 years old. He died at 43. He was only 27 when this movie came Shut out. Shut your mouth. No. That is 27. That blew my fucking mind. I I couldn't believe that. This is a 27-year-old man. This man is younger than me now. Uh that's insane. <laughs> yeah. I Think about that, that. I guess that no calorie stuff puts some age on you. Jesus Christ. Well, he much like Dean Martin, I'm sure he smoked and drank every day of his life. <laughs> this was the years to do it, I suppose. What a time. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, from there, oh, yeah, we see Sung Z chit chatting with the mustache man. Oh, yes, Andrea. Andrea, and they just chit chatting about bad guy things. Um, and they're alluding to, they're, oh, they're going to send Helm after us. Go kill Helm. And that's how. Yeah. Uh, I don't Helm, know why. Yeah. Why they, they came to that conclusion. Yeah. It, I mean, Helm's just kind of minding his business at this point in time in his life. He is avoiding calls. Yeah. And, and having sex and, and I love drinking. That they're like, he's the only guy that can stop us. We've got to kill him. Yeah. Doesn't explain it at all. No. No, no. Um, so from there, we go back to Helm's house. And he finds a girl without her clothes on there. And just... Starts making out with her because that's what yeah. you do when, yeah, yeah. when a stranger's in your house. You oh, guys... and we should definitely mention yet another fucking Dean Martin song comes on. At this oh, moment. yes. Yeah. I <laughs> wrote that. Yeah. Another Dean song. I think this might be the third time already we've had a Dean Martin song play in this movie, and it may be on for 30 minutes at this point. Yeah, he's really pimping his shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, he managed to get just about his whole fucking song book in this movie, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So he starts... Uh, talking to this girl, ask her if she's vaccinated. <laughs> Once again. And then makes out with her, and then uh, she gets shot to death. I don't know about you, but up until this point, this movie seemed very just goofy. But when she gets those two bullets in the back, I was like, fuck. I'm not going to... That, that, that shocked me. caught me off guard. Yeah. That really got me. I couldn't believe it. Just dead. And then we <laughs> shot meet... Shot her dead. We meet a new girl, Tina. Uh, who he immediately starts making out with. And all credit to this woman. She is absolutely gorgeous. She's very pretty. Yeah. 
and her eyebrows are doing something wild. They too. go all the way to her ear. <laughs> yeah, they might connect to her hair. It's her they are so big, wild. Yeah, a, um, a big thing they wanted to bring up too in the IMDb trivia is that she was only twenty seven when Dean Martin was forty seven. So, yeah, I, yeah. and again, I can see her being twenty seven. She that. looked her age. Yeah, she looked very. Appropriate. She looked great. Uh, so he, they find out oh the. The lady that Tina shot was an assassin working for Big O, and they're like, "How do you know?" And she takes bullets out of the assassin's gun that are basically—it looks like I don't even know how to describe them. They're like painted red, white, and blue, yeah. and have like a giant Big O logo on. Yeah, them. they manufacture their own bullets and label them. <laughs> they want you to know that you were killed by Big O. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, they're not sneak. They're not a clandestine organization. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just want to throw this out there before we forget, uh, and we get to the end of this. But I just want the audience to know there is no reason this movie should be called The Silencers. I don't. I just want to throw that out there. This, if you think we're going to get to that point, no fear. There, it makes no sense why this is the title. Silencers are used, but in no way. The main part is of this that movie? a defining part of the movie. No. But then again, when I think of what the fuck's a quantum of solace, we don't even need to jump on that. We'll train. we'll talk about that next week. God damn. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Although I might enjoy talking about this movie more than I do that one. So we'll see. I we'll think. See. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so he he meets Tina, who is what we think, an agent of ICE. Yes. Yeah. And apparently they've had some history. Yes. They've, they've banged a few times. Um, but Tina explains what's going on. Big O's after him. And then that kind of entices Matt to actually take the mission mm-hmm. and start doing some investigation. Yeah. Uh, so he uh, loads up some gadgets. Yeah. And some guns. He notices there are some big O agents outside waiting. Just watching. Trying they're they're there to kill him. Mm-hmm. And uh and we get some some action. We do. We get a camera, another gadget, a camera that shoots knives. I love that. <laughs> that was it's one not of the a cooler bad one. ones I've seen. Yeah. It might have been the coolest one in this movie that I can think of right this moment. So Yeah. It's pretty it's pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> he kills someone with it. And at this point, I think we need to comment on the choice of vehicle Matt Helm has chosen. Because <laughs> he goes to his garage where his car is. So they can escape and drive to the Phoenix. desert. To yeah. The Phoenix. And he is driving the biggest station wagon. A straight up Mercury station wagon. That is Griswold special. It is. It's so out of place that it really, I had to sit there and wonder. In 1966, was this just a awesome car that you could have? I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a clue. Because when you look at what Bond is driving. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's two different worlds. <laughs> Way different. I don't know. Yeah. But I guess you can't fit a full bar in an Aston Martin. And Dean Martin said, I got to have a Dean full bar. Dean Martin's like, I don't care if it looks cool. How many bottles of liquor will it hold? I need to know how many Ballantines I can fit. 
Because I'm thirsty. Bring it to me. <laughs> um, so. This is where he kills the big O agent with the camera. Yeah, and, and he does like a, he does the goofiest he, knee slide oh to his neck chop. So I'm so glad you noticed that. Because immediately I thought, poor Dean Martin's going to really fuck up his knees. His knees <laughs> <Yeah>. are toast. <laughs> he, they can't be healthy anyway. But I'll, I'll give it to him for him being 47, chain smoker, alcoholic. He does some moves. He does. I mean, there are some where, that are pretty rough um, that come later on. But I was surprised he did this little action move here. Uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then they escaped. It was a West Side Story choreographed was, dance move, but it was interesting it was, nonetheless. Uh, so then they escape. He runs over someone. Yep. And they are start their journey to Phoenix. And then we're taken into the car where him, him and Tina are having dialogue. And you know what? struck me in this scene is the passenger seat swivels it, it does swivel it's yeah. on a swivel mm-hmm. nobody's wearing a seatbelt not could, 1966 could you imagine having a <laughs> swivel seat in the front seat of your absolutely car? not i would never want such a thing <laughs> how unsafe yeah yeah i mean Listen, you hit the brakes too hard. You're spinning in a fucking circle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not. I, it's not ideal. And how big is? Your, it just tells you the size of the station wagon that you could, your passenger could yeah. full swivel, and have room. Especially Tina, who I'm guessing weighed eighty six pounds in this movie. She is so small. Uh, yeah. Now, also, would you say that the interior of this car is the most used set piece in this movie? Because it, it got gets, some mileage, didn't it? It gets some time. <laughs> yeah. Maybe 40 minutes. Yeah, we spend a lot of time in this car. <laughs> and very unnecessary, I would say. Yeah. So, from there, we go to a hotel. Uh, immediately see the mustache man. He's there. Big O agent. Already know Helm is there. Yeah. They knew he was going to stay at this hotel in particular. They get the, the key to his room. I guess the hotel worker is also a Big O agent. I don't know. Yeah. So Mustache has the key to Helm's room. Mm-hmm. I, since we're talking about him, I did a little research while you were talking a second yeah. ago. <laughs> and I know we keep bringing up people's age, but it, it is so fascinating the way, the way age has changed in the last 40, 50 years. Are you going to ask me how old this guy was? Yeah, how old do you think Mustache is? I would say 52. He is 34 in this movie. Damn it. <laughs> what happened? What was going Until, on? Could it be that more people just smoked and drank while they were pregnant and everybody came out? I mean, that has to be it. Yeah. Did more people come out? Aged more than they should have been? Because this guy, once again, younger than I am right now at 34. Yeah. He, what? I mean. Two years older than you? Chain smoking and nonstop drinking and. I don't know. I don't think nutrition was a thing. Oh, that was going to be my second part. Everybody I've looked up. Either died of lung cancer or heart attack. <laughs> Whatever that checks out. Yeah, 
And the most surprising is Dean Martin lived as long as he fucking did. The rest of these guys died before they were 60. <laughs> How old was Dean Martin? He was 78. And he died of lung cancer, which, you know, is very clear from this movie. But wow, That's pretty good. I Dean. mean, he made it to 80. That ain't, well, that ain't bad. <laughs> well done, Dean. For as much as he did to his body, not bad. So. Yeah, back to this. Take care of your bodies, people. Yeah. Please don't smoke 12 packs of Lucky Strikes a day <laughs> so, and drink every second. <laughs> so after we see Big O's at the hotel, we then go to the pool where we get Matt Helm getting a giant ass in his face for 30 seconds. A hot maybe. minute, yeah. Just a big ass just right in his face. And then, Dean Martin actually requested that happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. He wasn't mad about it. No, no. And then this was another comedy moment where we're introduced to, I guess, the main female character. I would call her the Bond girl of this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, Tina's probably the Electra of this movie. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's dead on. Yeah. So, so we're introduced to the uh, Christmas Jones of this movie. <laughs> yep. I don't know her name. Uh, Gail. Gail. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Um, and, and that's she, only because I have the IMDb pulled up. <laughs> just want to let you know. She drenches Matt. And then you... And she's like a bumbling... She drenches him in a drink, we should say. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, no. She's drying off and yeah, gets she, him wet. Yes. Yeah. And then she just bungles around for 10 minutes. Again, this is where they're trying to make this a comedy movie, and it just does not work no she's just knocking shit over yeah and falling around she's a beautiful oaf yes you know that's her gig in this whole movie they make sure to show you her titties and ass whenever they can anytime possible of course that goes for most of the women in this movie that's true yeah yeah um i will say at this scene this might have been the first time that made me laugh out loud it's when that goddamn motorized bar bar piano player So I laughed out loud. I thought that was so funny. And the crazy thing was, is that the bar was only like five feet away. So, so ridiculous. And it just drove up to Matt. I feel like it was just knocking pool chairs out of the It had to. Not to mention, these poor sons of bitches who have to work on this bar as a bartender and a piano player. (laughs) (laughs) It was. It was so insane. I, and what's even weirder, I was like, that could just be one of those things that actually might have existed in 1966. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, the gadgets in this movie are just insane. So insane. What, I, does everything move? I mean, we saw his bed drive. It certainly seems like <laughs> yeah. his bar moved for no reason. I'm surprised that fucking chair that uh, Sung Z was in didn't. <laughs> have a fucking motor in it to be honest it does oh yeah it turns it that's right it turns and has like well i'm surprised he didn't have a steering wheel and drove oh, like off in it yeah dr evil yeah, yeah exactly uh so yeah we're at the pool uh gail makes the hilarious joke can you make me a bloody mary with real blood everybody in the theater laughs out loud um but this movie doesn't quite get comedy, I don't think. And just 
It doesn't know working. what it. It doesn't know its identity. No, it's really doesn't. You got to commit. And so from, yeah. So from there, we see bad guys in Helm's room switching out his phone. I was like, oh, they must be tapping it to do yeah. some listening. Also, as what I you thought. would think. <laughs> yeah. We later find out that that is not true, but we'll get there. <laughs> not not true at all. <laughs> um. So Helm goes back up and then has sex with Tina. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I think yeah. that's what they're going for. Yeah. Now, she gets now my undressed. favorite line comes from this scene. Uh, yeah. Is this the, your favorite line? Too? The gun? Yeah. No, it's not my favorite line. Oh, okay. Well, that I was, do like it, though. We'll, we'll, we'll wait. We'll yeah. talk about it in yeah. our best line. Yeah. Um, and then from there, we go to another show. Jesus, I Almost put this out of my memory, but I looked at my note and I had one note for it. But yeah, we go back to a full fucking musical act at the dance hotel. show. Yeah, big auditorium. Uh, they must have choreographed this when Dean was passed out drunk and he couldn't make it to set that day. <laughs> yeah, whoever this lady is, I don't know if she, I don't know if she was famous at the time. She uh, was because um, they gave her. She got to do the opening number and that was this the same number. lady. Yeah, it was. She got to do this. The second one was like seven minutes long. Yeah, her name is uh, Sid Charisse. Sid Charisse was singing this crazy song mm-hmm. and dancing her ass off. Yeah, she <laughs> was getting it. it. She was running around all that stage. <laughs> God dang. And you might think it gets cut off at some point just to, you know, shorten up runtime. Absolutely not. Yeah, they watch the whole thing. This is an absolute seven minute song with a dance routine. And the thing about it was she was supposed to be working with Big O. She was supposed to be, during her performance, she was supposed to be handing off some sort of computer film. That I don't believe they explain what it does. They did not. No, but you're right. She has something she's supposed to hand off. Why she has it, I don't know. How she got it, we don't know. Don't know. Mm-mm. Was she working with Big O? The Never mustache explained. The man was in the front, and he looked like he was about to get it, and then she decided to keep it. That 34-year-old hunk in the front row. 30-year-old <laughs> Dime piece. Oh man. Um, so she keeps the microfilm and then they immediately kill her <laughs> for doing so. Uh-huh. And then Redhead. Uh, pandemonium, I guess. Pandemonium yeah. ensues because <laughs> this lady just got murdered during her show. Yeah. Uh what is her name? Gail. Gail yeah. runs up there and gets the film. <laughs> and then Helm and Tina capture Gail. Gail. Yeah. And go question her. I got to say, this was the note I wrote down, and this might have been the most times I replayed a scene. There is a character who goes to the body, and he pushes... Now, he moves Tina out of the way, and I don't mean moves her. He throws her oh so fucking hard. This, th- whoever that was, <laughs> he was aggressive. Oh my, this dude takes 86 pound Tina, slings her, and she falls on a fucking wooden stage with her entire body. 
It blew me. I watched it three times. I was like, is she overacting? Nope. No. This <laughs> dude manhandled her. Yeah. He fucking threw. I felt horrible for the actress that had to do that. Because it's really the actress. It's not a stunt person at all. All 86 pounds crashing onto stage. I guess this was, this was just this guy's moment. He said, look, I'm a real method actor. I'm going to throw the shit out of him. <laughs> You're getting it. Yeah, I just noticed that that man's name is Sam. Not that they tell you that in this movie whatsoever, but that was his name. Oh. Yeah. All right, Sam. Yeah. Injuring actresses all around. Good woman beating. Yeah. Um, so after Matt captures the redhead, <laughs> he gets into like a fight with the mustache man. Yep, outside. Outside and yep. beats him up with his umbrella. Yep, that 34-year-old young guy. <laughs> Old young man. Um, and then he takes her up into the room and immediately rips her clothes completely off to yeah. look for this computer film. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure, again, Dean Martin requested that happen. <laughs> you know, he could be a really nice guy, but... It just feels like he would request that. Ripped it right. And I don't know, were all women in the 60s wearing like full lingerie sets underneath their clothes at all times? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that how- <laughs> they only sold them like that. Ah. Yeah. Yep. And they didn't have their periods. Yeah. Women didn't start having periods till uh, the 1990s. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Um, by the way, I know there's someone out there that will believe that, and please don't. <laughs> no, feel free to fact check us in the comments. Yeah. Yeah. We love feedback. You know what? I'll tell you this. Go to your teacher, professor, uh, medical doctor, and ask them if that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Prove it. Yeah. Tell Could them to prove it. Prove it. And then ask them to prove that vaccines work. I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. Where's, where's, the, where's, where's the facts? Yeah. Where's the beef on that? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, so she's full lingerie. They have a tete a tete and argument about where's the computer film? Hey, are you a member of Big O? Whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Uh, goes on for way too long. Goes on for forever. Then that phone, the bad guys switched out, gases everyone. Yeah. It turns out, out of nowhere. This was a gas trap, a gas phone, not mm-hmm. a tap, not a wire tap. No, nope. no, no. A uh, gas tap. Mm hmm. And they all pass out. Mm-hmm. All of them. All of them. <laughs> yeah. Passed out. And then McDonald shows up and uh, gives Dean Martin some oxygen. <laughs> yep. He just straight pumps that uh, Lucky Strike smoke right into his lungs. Again, I, this all happened so quick. I, I really had to go back a little bit. I was like, what did I miss? <laughs> what is happening? What is yeah. this computer film? Who is she? Mm-hmm. I still don't really... No, it was never made clear. <laughs> Why did not? It doesn't matter. Yeah, and it, I hadn't even got to the part where I was picking up my phone every few minutes <laughs> by this point. Like I said, it doesn't matter. The movie doesn't matter. None of it <laughs> yeah. matters. It's the Except most, this podcast, it matters. This podcast matters. <laughs> yeah. But holy shit. So from there, it's just Helm talking to McDonald, and then we cut to... McDonald and Helm being outside, and this is basically our cue moment. Yeah, it's a real weird transition, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> so McDonald takes on the role of 
Q, what Q does in Bond movies and explains gadgets and gives gadgets to Helm to help him in his mission. And really puts too much trust in a phone book, I have to say. Oh, my God. <laughs> Way too much trust. Oh. So these gadgets are actually pretty, they're decent. Um, mm. So he shows. Especially for what kind of movie this has been so far. It's not bad. <laughs> he shows Helm a gun that when the trigger is pulled in a conventional manner, bullet shoots out the back. And he demonstrates The this. back of the gun, which means the person shooting the gun will, will be shot. shot. Yeah. He demonstrates this on himself using only a phone book as protection. Not this a bulletproof vest. He's sitting here with all these gadgets and relying on <laughs> goddamn yellow pages yeah. as protection. Do you not... <laughs> That was wild when he pulls it out and is like, yep, see? It's like, no, man, he can't do that. So this gun fires in reverse, but it'll also fire forward if you push the trigger forward. I was thinking about this, like. That would really fuck with your mind, wouldn't it? What a terrible thing for <laughs> yeah. this guy. Uh, he's a trained assassin, I'm guessing, Helm. He's been trained with conventional guns that you pull the trigger he's probably going to get into a firefight those are high stress yep. he's going to pick up this gun just instinctively pull the trigger yeah and kill himself and blow his whole arm off yeah such a terrible idea it is i will say it is funny thinking when you said a trained assassin this fucking 50 year old lounge club singer is that true <laughs> trained assassin trained assassin dean martin um, and then from there we're showing more gadgets. So he puts on a new coat, and and when they first put this coat on, I was like, "Look at the size of those buttons!" Buttons. <laughs> but it turns out the buttons are like miniature grenades. When you pull a button off, you mm -hmm. can throw it, and it will explode. And they come with their own sound effect. I every time <laughs> was so mad about that. I love the button grenades, but when you throw them, yeah. it sounds like you threw a Nerf football. <laughs> yeah. It has the highest pitch whistle. It sounds like a bomb, an atomic bomb dropping, actually. You, yeah, because uh, those whistle because they're going through air at a high speed, yeah. not just being underhand tossed. Not this five-pack-a-day smoker <laughs> throwing it. It was so <laughs> stupid. Uh. And these never come back, right? <laughs> oh, they're they, used heavily. Okay, I did write down in my notes, because I thought at the time, I was like, this is going to play back somehow. There's only, he mentions there's only eight buttons that he can use. By the time I got to the point where he uses them, I was not counting, but it feels a lot more he than eight. He <laughs> used... I'd say upper to 20, maybe. He used all of them. <laughs> yeah. However many he had, they were all gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so from there, he starts his mission. Uh, Redhead, who I honestly have already forgotten her name again. Gail? Gail. Yeah. Oprah's friend, yeah. Gail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she has mentioned a possible location for Big O. Or where this is going down. And I gotta tell you, I didn't understand a whole lot of Wig, what was going on. Wigwam. She said something about Wigwam. So they're yeah. going, I thought 
someone mentions at one point, hey, Helm, you're going to San Juan. I, yeah. Did that's you what hear I, that? I heard that too. But then they drive to like Tucson yeah. or somewhere. They I drive to the big O location in Arizona. Wigwam. Oh, no, New Mexico. Are they in New Mexico? You know what? It doesn't matter. I, it, they're they're in one of those the recurring states. Theme yeah, that it just doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter. I wish I could tell you, but again, it really doesn't matter in the plot or in life at all. Yeah, don't worry about it. So him and Gail get into a car. He takes her. They're gonna go to this place that she has stated Big O is located. So we're back in this famous station wagon, and we get. A car chase. One would probably argue that, yeah. <laughs> Andrew. This was... I got a migraine watching this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, Helm is driving his station wagon. He is chased by a police car, which is actually just a big O agent. Yep. And then... Mustache man also joins in. Yep, back again. And they're just ramming the shit out of the station wagon. And that's really the major action points that are happening is someone's running into the back of the station wagon. That's it. For the next 10 minutes or so. 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. no music, constant tire squealing. Gail is screaming the whole time. It is the worst. It's the equivalent of like... All the crazy dissonance in Texas Chainsaw Massacre for me. It, <laughs> it got to that level, huh? <laughs> it was the constants, it really triggered my like stimulation uh, point. Yes, my sti- yeah, I was way overstimulated, but yeah. also so bored at the same time. I don't know if that it can is happen. an absolutely shitty car chase, absolutely terrible. And uh, this was also, I did note, I said, Dean Martin is absolutely drunk in this scene. Um, his eyes are barely open. And he was drunk when they were giving him the oxygen. I was just like, this dude is fucked up in this scene. What a life. <laughs> what a life. What a life. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> oh, we're doing the car chase? That'll be easy. Fantastic. <laughs> I don't actually drive. Right? Well, it doesn't yeah. matter. I'll drive. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. We have that. And then we get into an actual uh, crime being committed. At, oh, we should probably say. You're Dean, talking about the drinking and driving? Yeah, the drinking and driving that happens for the next 15 minutes. That crime? Yeah. <laughs> they go through a whole bottle of scotch. While he's driving. While he's driving. He and Gail drink a whole bottle of scotch. And I don't know if I can underscore this anymore, folks. But from the time he and Gail get into the car... Honestly, feels like a forty-five minute scene. It is so fucking long. They well, I count the the sleeping in the car. Oh, that is included. Yeah, yeah. This, from that point they get into the car until they're at the gas station. It it truly feels like forty-five minutes, and it is so boring. And they want to make this a comedic scene so bad. It's so bad, and it does not work. So they drive for a while, like Andrew's saying, and then they park to sleep overnight. Mm-hmm. And it starts to rain. 
I gotta say, his sleep setup in the station wagon is looked phenomenal. Yeah, it didn't look bad. I don't know if I get the the metrics necessarily. No, I think it's kind of like a Scooby Doo situation. I guess so. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So Gail crawls out. I don't know if she was trying to escape. Yeah. Didn't get what was happening here. Uh, crawls out into the rain, and I, I guess they are parked in uh, the Okefenokee Swamp. A moat? Yeah, I don't know what's Where happening. Where were they parked? Because she immediately falls into like six feet of mud. Yeah, now that I think about it, they were in the fucking desert. <laughs> Where was this? I have no idea. Yeah. It was moist. Yeah. I mean, it, you go from the absolute desert to an Amazon rainforest, because... Uh, this rain is insane. The the mud that is occurring. She is played in the mud. Andrew, it, I we're at a loss for words because it is so long, so boring. I don't. Were people laughing at this in sixty six? I, I wonder if my grandfathers were just dying. dying just her, this is the funniest just, thing. Look at her falling. <laughs> She's falling uh, in the mud. That's why they could never be president. <laughs> Just show us your muddy tits. Uh, yeah, that's all you they want. Clumsy that's bitch. All. And I mean, <laughs> and you know, they, Dean Martin's like, I'm not getting wet. I'm <laughs> like, staying. Yeah, I'm going to stay in the car. Let her get wet. Uh, and then <laughs> she changes her mind and gets back in the car, makes Dean Martin. And Mar- again, this is after about 10, 15 minutes of I, her. I, it had, in the rain? It yeah. felt that way. Yeah. She gets back in the car, makes Dean Martin take her stockings off, and then I guess they have sex. Which I was like, ew. <laughs> He's just mud packing that puss? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. That what was going on. You know, they're, she First was of all, absolutely drenched in mud. Yeah. Not to mention, she is, with all that that was going on, edging on a yeast infection. I mean, she needs a shower. Something terrible. Uh, but everybody loves hearing us talk about this. I'm sure all our female listeners. Yeah. And that guy in Kentucky. Hey, um, look, we know how important maintenance is. Yeah. And we respect the maintenance. No one wants a UTI. No, I'm mad at Dean for going through with it, going through with it, knowing, Hey, she's going to get an infection. Yeah. Yeah. Be considerate. Why not go to a hotel? Yeah, let her shower off. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Got a baby wipe somewhere? Pour some know. Valentine <laughs> Pour <on> some <laughs> Valentine in there. Good Lord. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so it was a boring fucking scene. It was so terrible. Yeah. Uh, and then from there, we're in a town somewhere. I guess Wigwam. I don't know what Wigwam the guy's name at this point in the movie, I'm just trying to stick with it. Wigman, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I wouldn't be surprised if they used a term like wigwam in this movie, but they, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. They definitely use the term wigwam. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, but for whatever reason, they're in this town. Gail runs away again. Again, Helm chases. Don't her. know what she's doing, and I'm going to repeat it. Who cares? It doesn't, ma- it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. uh, Helm chases after. Oh, we see another bad guy pretending to be a gas station worker, I guess. <laughs> this town, this whole state apparently is just 
uh, infested with big it's O agents. Yeah. Big O everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and then he catches Gale, and there's some people duck hunting, and there's like another seven minute sequence of him like trying <sighs> to trick Gale, like they're being attacked. Yeah. But it's actually duck hunters, and he's trying to get information from Gale. And then mm-hmm. Big O actually shows up. Yeah. The, the abuser who threw Tina across the world comes back. Oh, the John, uh, store brand John Ham? Very store brand John Ham. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Um, so he shows up, takes Gale and Helm hostage, mm-hmm. takes them to the Big O base underground with all the pretty fake rocks. Yeah. Um, you know what? I laughed out loud. So we're we're taken back to the base, and we're in Sung Z's little office. Yeah. And he turns on these TVs, and then all the people in the room just hit their recliners. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking yes. about? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, and then we get the big... I guess we're going to call it exposition of what's going on, which I still don't fully realize. (laughs) I don't, I don't get it either. The big, the big takeaway from this is that Tina actually ends up being, she was revealed as cowboy, which is a big O agent that had been referred to. Oh, they used it before. Oh, yeah. I feel bad. I did not realize that. Okay. Uh, So she's actually a big O agent. And tries to turn Helm into a big O agent. And Tina is in the most insane wig I might have ever seen. Like a bride of Frankenstein wig. It is outlandish, the wig they put on her. It is so crazy. So huge. And yeah, I I was. My takeaway was this hair is insane. That's all I got. Just like the rest of the movie. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. This seems pretty put together so far. <laughs> uh, so from there, there's just some more exposition about bad guy shit. And then apparently, uh, and this is where the plot of this movie just doesn't make any sense. Because they're going to launch an atomic bomb. It's going to hit a predestined city. Which looked, they showed it on the map. And it looked pretty close to where they were. Yeah. It looked right up the road, to be honest. It didn't look very far. Uh, And they're going to launch this. They're going to think it's the Russians. It's going to start World War III. The only thing I can say that I liked about this is they were like a cloud is going to form over the state. And and they use liquid to do such a thing. (laughs) I was like, did they just dump some jelly on the map? They said, how can we make this work? And they were like, "Eh, just put some colored water in there. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. People aren't looking at that. (laughs) Where's where's Gail's tits? Who cares? Um, So yeah, we get that. I also love that Big O in this scene took down the wood panels and put up green curtains. I also noticed that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah so Helm escapes uses a button to blow up <laughs> Tina's room and gets out yeah takes a gun and starts blasting and I love this part this 
was maybe my favorite part of this movie. Everyone's running, and Sung Z just hits a button, pulls up a bulletproof <laughs> glass just around his chair, and his chair it turns turns around. Turns around for added protection. <laughs> well, I did love that, but that's not even what I was gonna oh, say. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. In this scene, after Helm sets off the bomb, the guards come in, and it is absolutely obvious. That Dean Martin's stunt double does a kick off the wall oh. in a fucking karate. Yes. It looks Get, like Jackie, uh, Jackie, Jackie Chan. Chan was put in there. <laughs> to this 50-year-old alcoholic <laughs> doing all these wild uh, karate moves. It was hilarious. Yeah, a, tr- a true athlete was put in. <laughs> yeah, to do these fight moves and... Then they just cut to Dean Martin's face after it's all over. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed. No, I laughed hard when that Yeah, happened. so they did all these acrobatic things. And then the next scene, uh, Dean's action was like him laying on the ground shooting a gun. Yep, that was it. <laughs> so that was, that was Dean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they might have even got like a roll out of him. That's yeah, got a roll. He, he did a roll <laughs> yeah. to the way. Uh, uh, but yeah, and then... <laughs> Hung Z does his chair trick. That fucking chair <laughs> trick. God. And uh, pandemonium ensues inside the... All hell breaks. Yeah, up. it's wild. It's a real you only live twice kind of scenario. Just not as good. Not as good. <laughs> not at all. Um, and then we're cut to Gail, who's also like in the midst of an escape. She has the reversible gun. <laughs> And use, she kills like nine people with it. Yeah. So I Did I miss kill. how she got that gun, by the way? I don't I know what, just... what transpired that she got that gun. Oh, no. Cowboy or that uh, Sam had it. He took it from Helm. Okay. 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 Yeah. He was pointing at her and she was like, I, uh, he got mad. And he was going to kill her. He was going to kill her, but he ended up shooting himself. Yeah. He shoots the gun. And I love this part. Th- uh, yeah, I actually liked this whole sequence. He looked and, so shocked and in disbelief. And yeah. they like look back and forth at each other. Mm-hmm. And then he does it again. He doubled down <laughs> and shoots like, himself no again. way that happened. Kills him. And Kills what, himself. And what we talked about a little bit before we started was the squib work in this movie so is good. pretty good for what this movie is. And for those who don't know what squib is like I did 12 minutes ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's when the actor has like some sort of a small explosive pack. That's supposed to resemble a gunshot. So when yeah. the gunshot goes off, their person mm-hmm. explodes and looks like they got shot with a, a, a bullet. And it was done very well in this movie. I'll give him that. Really well. Um, unlike the lasers <laughs> that showed up. The lasers are. Could you explain <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say no one had a real good idea about how to do this. So (laughs) they basically took a strobe light, painted it red, and then said, this is what a laser looks like. (laughs) I didn't know what was happening. I was like, were the red things supposed to be laser beams? Yeah. Or And I didn't get this book of revelation shit where the rocks were bleeding. That was the other one. I don't know what the the fuck happened there. Uh, I imagine if you hit a rock with a laser, it's not going to 
immerse with liquid, but I, I could be wrong. I, I just want someone to diagram what the lasers were. <laughs> or the big red tubes, laser beams, or were those just like heat waves? I don't. Hot poles? <laughs> or were lasers emitting from the end of the big red tubes? Yeah. I don't know what was And we on. should also mention during this whole sequence, Matt Helm probably throws what? 15 of these grenade Just buttons blowing <laughs> shit up. They are blowing shit up in this uh, scene. Hey, this whole time when these lasers are out, there's also like this terrible saw noise. Yeah. The whole time. Um, yeah. And then again, they do some more Gail has seven more people kill themselves with this <laughs> silly gun. I I did think this was the one time I thought her character was funny is when she runs past the guard. He tells her to stop. She runs back, hands him that gun, and he shoots himself. Yeah. I did think that was funny. And he does it again. And I felt bad for this one guy. Oh, that she poor She points dude. it at herself. He's like, she points the gun at herself. And he's like, oh, don't do that. Don't kill yourself. Pulls it and kills him. <laughs> Yeah, he sounded like a good guy. Yeah, he probably isn't all in on this. You didn't have to kill him, Gail. He was trying to. You fucking goof! Why'd you do that? I don't know what you were doing. Um, and this all just kind of seems like it runs together, but it one hundred percent does. But when uh, Sun Z real, I don't know what he realizes, but this is probably the only time this actor moves at all. Maybe um, he gets up from the chair and starts to run because Matt and Gail have escaped. You remember this part at all? Yeah. Oh, okay. Just making sure I'm not yeah. being crazy. Yeah. So this actor walks in the first time we see him, sits down, and he stays in that seat till this very end of this movie and when he gets up. Uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> he chases after them. I know Matt and Gail drive away, and before they do, there's an explosion that happens in this tube that looks wild. Like, somebody might have been in danger here. Are you talking about, like, the big smoke <laughs> billowing? Yes, and flame. Yeah, it was a real explosion in a small... T- I don't think they thought about... Oh, we've been using these bombs all day. Yeah. But not in a tube. No, not in a sealed tube. I'm sure nothing good came of that. Yeah, that looked dangerous. Um, yeah, so... They, I don't know if they uh, they get in their little golf cart and escape, but before they do that, they obviously thwart the missile. Oh, how could we forget? Um, <laughs> by s- sliding this big target <laughs> lock mechanism, it was like <laughs> I, I. They had all this like it was fancy, a real cheap set. I gotta say that. Well, they made it. They had everything else set up like it was all these computer stations, and they had this just. Coin slot? <laughs> I don't even know what it was. What was it? I don't know. And for so, and somehow it armed this missile to to fire. And I wanted to ask if you noticed this. Uh, the control room where the missile is going to be launched at, they keep cutting to it every once in a while for no real good reason. But every time they cut to it, there is a gentleman there, and he's wrapped in a blanket. <laughs> he every time they cut to it. And I kept thinking, I was like, that's not a blanket. That's like part of his outfit. He stands up when Matt Helm and Gail get on the elevator. And this dude is wrapped in a full-on, like, blanket blanket. (laughs) 
like you would have on your couch if you get chilly. Uh, and he was draped over his shoulders. And the only reason I can think that they let him do that was because his costume didn't fit or something. Because he was, he had a machine gun ready to kill Matt Helm in a blanket wrapped over him. Give him a blanket. You got to go back and watch this, everybody. <laughs> Because I can't explain The it. other thing that I was catching throughout this whole scene is that there was a guy on the intercom giving station updates. That might be one of the best parts, yeah. And he kept saying, everything is A-OK. <laughs> it is great. I it, love when everything yeah. was going to shit. Yeah. He came on and but said, don't worry. Everything, everything is A-OK. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a great part. It was hilarious. And then we get, I, I don't know about you, but I was rolling in the floor just laughing at how Gail couldn't handle this machine gun. Oh, so funny. Oh, my God. Hilarious. And people in the movie theater, they might have had to stop the movie and rewind it for people because they were laughing. And then, so like, hard. an applause break. Yeah, yeah. They were like, that is the best comedy I've ever seen in a motion picture. So ridiculous. Uh, this was so stupid, <laughs> just mind-boggling. They re- she really tried to go for like some slapstick for a good two minutes. They let that scene play out, just like the mud scene. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I didn't read up enough on the actress that played Gail. I don't know if she was a comic, and uh, it shows. Uh, I, I would say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so from there, uh, Gail and Matt escape in a golf cart. You know that he he like took time to put that like sheet of plastic on the top of it. Oh, I sure do. Yeah, like that. I would... think we're rewinding too. I think this okay. Is before... Well, forget but about it. It's fine. That. No, it it's doesn't fine. matter. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So the next scene. So we see and the lasers the... were not cutting through that. They were making rocks melt with Bleed. liquid. Yeah, but um, whatever the sheet's made out of, unbreakable. Uh, okay, so they escape the base, and then we see this. Looney Tunes missile. Did you? S- and the thing is, is that. Well, we should probably say that in the also right before this, Sung Z gets killed, in quite a silly way. Um, Mad Helm shoots him backward. Yep. Essentially, and yep. he's dead and fine. <laughs> it was doesn't matter. What a great payoff. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, the missile is launched. But Matt Helm keeps repositioning it for where they are, which was weird because he kept positioning it at the headquarters they were at. Did you notice that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's no real point to why he did it. (laughs) Also, is it a nuke? I don't understand. He said it's an atomic bomb. That's what IMDb also said. Listen, who cares? It doesn't matter. Who cares? It doesn't matter. When they did show it flying through the air, it looked like Roger Rabbit. It it was <laughs> Roger Rabbit. Yeah, it was or, or Wiley Coyote. It was just, yeah, it was ridiculous, insane. And, and then uh, finally lands where they are, but I guess they've escaped at that point. No. Who and knows? I you know I don't mean to be this type of guy, but. Uh, the missile still explodes, so isn't all that going to happen now anyway? <laughs> that a lot of people are going to die? That's what I'm die? saying. Yeah. Is like that switch they flip 
turn off the atomic bomb part? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? And they do not explain it because the very next scene we go to is right back to Matt Helm's house. Yeah, and that's how we end. Yeah. Though they, uh, I guess they're trying to make a joke that she's holding two Bloody Marys and she's being very careful. Then Matt Helm and her begin to have a coitus on the ah, bed. Yes, yes. And she sets her Bloody Mary on the button that moves the bed forward and launches them into the bathtub again. Right. And, and that's how we end. Yeah. And I should probably note, once again, we get another Dean Martin song here. But the lyric was, uh, you got to give a little, laugh a little. Sometimes you got to make them wet a little. Hmm. That was the lyric. <laughs> And I don't think that's in the actual song I've ever heard. So, uh, interesting. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, and then that we get the credits. Matt and Gail, I guess, are going to live happily ever after until the next movie. And then you get to see Dean Martin on a bed full of ladies. Like 12 ladies. Yeah. And he kisses them quite a few times. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> Whether they wanted it or not, Dean was kissing them, man. We we find out that Matt Helm was uh, going to be seen in Murderer's Row was the next movie. We will see him again. And I think we will. I think Andrew and I are going to... We're going to have to check these out. Check all of them out, even though this one was a disaster. Yeah, so that is how we end this fantastic movie, The Silencers. So, um, Jill, what did you think? So I... I don't know. I mean, I liked this movie. I thought it was entertaining. But, I mean, I liked it as a romantic comedy. I didn't really get the whole spy or agent aspect thing. I wasn't following that storyline at all. It wasn't until I read the IMDb description that I even knew there was a bomb to defuse. Or anything along those lines. I didn't really understand what the guy in the makeup was after. I didn't know his goal. (laughs) But you were feeling heavy romance. Yeah. I mean, clearly that was the whole plot. I mean, how much focus was on his relationship with the redhead? I guess. But yeah. romance is a strong word. Yeah. You're I, not wrong about that. And I don't mean to be this guy, <laughs> but I thought you meant the romance between him and Tina, not the uh, not Gail, whose name I had to look up a second ago. <laughs> I mean, I mean I, Bass, I'll not remember her name. I obviously <laughs> knew her name since I referred to her as the redhead. Yeah, but. we ought to. She made such an impact, I'd have to say. I forgot her name seven times during this podcast. Yeah. But you know, you were here the whole time, Jill. So, um. I mean, it just felt like 90% of this movie was just focused on them. Mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of time this movie spent showing her tripping over shit. It was like... <laughs> That's the God's honest truth. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say maybe a little more than 90% of this movie. <laughs> tripping at the pool, tripping in the mud, tripping with a machine gun. Yeah. There was so much focus on her, I was blown mm-hmm. away. Yeah. Is this really her movie? Is this Gail's movie, not Matt Helm? I think it's, I think it's Gail. Yeah. Okay. Well, you make great points, I gotta say. So you loved it? Loved it. I really wish you would have spoken up during the whole thing. I know. Where were you? Yeah, I don't like I don't like you just sat there staring. You really at played it really low key this episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope you wrote down some awards. Um, yeah. <laughs> so now that we've talked about the movie, kind of broken it down as best we could, let's give out our awards. Uh, to be fair, as good as it deserved, I think. <laughs> yeah. You know. You know. 
Uh, so as we do with our Bond movies, we'll be giving out a best death, best line, and this made the final cut. Yeah. Our typical awards. So let's mm-hmm. start off with our best death. Jill, what you got? My favorite death scene was when one of the henchmen guys, I think that's who he was, used the backwards gun on accident, and then him and Gail just kind of stare at each other for like a good five or so minutes. There's so many parts like this in this movie that I didn't know if they were supposed to be funny, but they were absolutely hilarious to me. Yeah, like, that is a good one. The way they mm-hmm. just kind of shrug at each other. Like, oh. And then he shoots himself again. And then he, did, yeah, he just to make sure he, he does it one down. more time. He said, wait, mm-hmm. did, I, did I just get shot? <laughs> what happened Surely to me? not. I, what? Yeah. It, we lingered on that scene for so long between those two where they were both just, I don't know. Yeah. That was, I don't know. Probably the funniest moment of the movie. I think that <laughs> yeah. was a. A planned comedic moment. I think it was, and I think it worked. That might have been the one that worked. Yeah, but <laughs> the one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love that. Uh, I would have to say my favorite death, though, is the one where uh, she runs past the guard. He tells her stop. She hand, goes back to hand him the gun. Then he shoots himself. <laughs> <laughs> She's on a roll there. She was. <laughs> Uh, this movie was like, people are going to be losing their shit in the movie theater. And how <laughs> oh funny this my was. <laughs> God. They're going to love this backwards gun. Yes. They'd love it. Gail is She's got hilarious. a career. This, this woman might be the only funny woman, is what I bet the filmmaker said. Yes. It really <laughs> felt like she was channeling some Lucille Ball there. Uh, the, Down to the red hair. Down to the red mm-hmm. hair. Mine mm, yeah. would have to be the knife camera. I do like the knife camera. I did like that. <laughs> Dean Martin injured his knee for his, the rest of his life from that scene, too. Yeah. Not so much the knee slide, but just the knife shooting out of the camera. Oh, yeah. That was too much for Dean. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed that. So, that takes us to our best line award. What was the best line of the movie? Andrew. <laughs> I'm going with talk about a booby trap. Ah, that was I liked it. That was when Tina had her holster right up under her titty <laughs> or in her bra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just tucked under the fold. No, it had like an extra. It was extra, yeah, but yeah. it was more. I was into... making a joke. Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, Jill bought four of them off Amazon. Um, she keeps like a. I don't know what you'd keep there. Never mind. Jill, <laughs> what is your best line award? I thought the best line was also from Gail. Mm-hmm. She was apparently the only thing I noticed in this movie. But the I think you want to see how much mileage you can get on a full tank. <laughs> Basically, he meant you want to see how far you can get with me after getting me drunk. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. I just really like the way Which she said Which is Dean it. Martin's signature move. I'm sure it's the signature move of most men in the 60s, hey, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Except for Dean's like, well, I, I'll drink the whole bottle, too. Yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> Dean was like, listen, I'm going to be as drunk as you are. <laughs> Probably yeah. drunker, honestly. Yeah. Uh, um, mine was, so when Helm shows back up to his house, and the big O agent is there undressed, and he <laughs> finds some of her clothes, he goes, oh, treasure hunt 
<laughs> As he's picking up her yeah. articles of clothing. And a Dean Martin song plays overhead, yeah. lest we forget. I was like, I like that. Yeah. That's fun. And again, I'll say Dean Martin was, for what this movie is, pretty good. He kind of has like an effortless delivery, which makes me think he was probably f- funny in real life. Just like conversationally, yeah, yeah. he's probably a decent, yeah. Um, the other f- line I just have to mention mm-hmm. so Dean Martin's is famously good friends with Frank Sinatra, yeah, we can't forget this. And you know? at one point, one of the many points, uh, during a car driving <laughs> scene, mm-hmm. Gail turns on the radio and a Frank Sinatra song is playing. And Dean goes, ah, turn him off. He's terrible. <laughs> and then she turns it, and uh, it's Dean Martin yeah. on the other radio station. He goes, ah, now that guy can sing. Yeah. <laughs> wink, uh, wink. That might be the only joke that kind of worked in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a good one. And I, I just feel like that was probably his idea, and he probably was just sitting next to Frank at the premiere. Just like... <laughs> wait for this <laughs> yeah they're both i got wasted. you so good yeah. <laughs> where's some coke yeah um well i'm sure they were drunk out of their minds <laughs> and smoked three packs of cigarettes during the movie <laughs> probably slapped a few women on the um, way in yeah you know, for sure as they were walking mm-hmm. uh so that takes us to our last award of the evening and mm-hmm. that is our this made the final cut mm-hmm Andrew, what you got? Well, I, I'm sure we all have the uh, same one to one extent or the other, but uh, like I said before, the moment that Gail and Matt get into the car to the moment they get to that gas station is the longest fucking car ride. I Maybe in a movie, and it was boring as shit, but nothing was as bad as that fucking mud scene. <laughs> I think we can take that the fuck out. <laughs> How much of it? All 15 minutes? Yeah, the entire spectrum they decided to use of it. Oh my god. Uh, Jill. Yeah, no surprise. (laughs) I had the same scene. Yeah, yeah. It was terrible. It went on Mm -hmm. for so long. And what was the point? None. They just wanted to show a woman getting dirty at best. (laughs) I think I said this during the movie, like... Why are so many of these movies so focused on humiliating the women in them? They love to. <laughs> They're just like, this woman's beautiful. we got to take her down a couple notches for the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as you heard uh, us mention earlier, uh, Dean Martin refused in that scene to get wet at all. Getting, yeah. I'm not getting my shoes. I'm not maybe. stepping out of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Again, going for the slapstick element? Trying to get her titties wet and muddy? I don't know. Combination? I wouldn't be surprised at any of these. <laughs> they definitely want to humiliate women. Uh, I'm sure our grandfathers, when they went to go see this movie in 1966, thought it was hilarious. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Funniest movie I've ever seen. Yeah. What is... Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, that's true. Like... I think our my grandfather's favorite movie was Cat Blue. Okay. And it was... The Jane Fonda movie? Is that Jane Fonda? Jane Fonda's in Cat Blue. 
Oh, yeah. she is. Well, it's a Western. Yeah, she's a cow. Like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> she's a cat blue. <laughs> she's a cat blue. I was gonna yeah. say she's a cowboy. She's a cowboy. Like, yeah. Way to, way to way to really heighten this movie's sexism, but I know it. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. So my final cut. I mean, it should have been the mud scene, but that's mm-hmm. not what I wrote down. Yeah. I wrote down the egg foo young. Can. Again, the most pointless close-up I, I think I've ever seen the they movie. They did a huge zoomed-in close-up on this can of Egg Vu Young. I don't know why. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. until just earlier Andrew told me that that gentleman might have supposed to have been Asian. Uh, that man was definitely supposed to be Asian. His <laughs> name was uh, Sun Tzu. Not, yeah. su- not Sun Tzu. That's a <laughs> that's, the famous that's a warrior. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his name was a Tung Tung Z. Tung Z. <laughs> and you you know who we're talking about, Jill? Yes. Yeah. The man with the goatee and the eyeshadow paint. Yeah. Yeah. The big fat white man. <laughs> oh yeah, that's one way to put it. Uh, the robust gentleman with the goatee. <laughs> now, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were here earlier, but uh, I think you were playing on your phone. If you had to guess the age oh, of that God. man, how old would you think Tungzi is? Oh, God. I don't even know if I can venture a guess. I'm 46? Mm-hmm. Uh, Subtract I, 20. That man was 27 years old. What? Yeah. Yeah. He was not even 30 years old when he filmed that scene. God, I know we did this earlier, but oh my God. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I know we talked about it earlier. So Um, funny. Just had to mention it twice. Yeah, I know. It was great. And uh, again, I know you probably heard this, but the gentleman with the mustache, (laughs) the the villain, was uh, the villain with the mustache was 34 years old. Yeah. Yeah. 1966 is not an easy time. No. Dean Martin was 28. When this movie was filmed. No, he wasn't. No. 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 But you knew that already because we we talked about about it. Uh, He was 47, if you want to put that in perspective. Um, Yeah. I thought he looked closer to 60, but Blaine tells me I'm wrong on that. Anyway. Also, again, we talked about this. Did you find Dean Martin at all attractive? Yeah. Let's talk about this. I don't know. As as I said when we were watching this movie, Dean Martin kind of reminds me of my uncle. Mm-hmm. When you he was young. Oh, so, is it the famous uncle no. we're all aware of? No. Oh, thank God. Okay. Well, then the f- a lot of uncles. <laughs> <laughs> that uncle's not. Adverse to family. I, I shouldn't say anything more. No, let's leave it before <laughs> before anything else gets mentioned. Oh, uh, okay. So that wraps up our awards. Mm-hmm. I think Dean Martin's attractive. I'll give him an award for sexiness. Jill, again, well, like I said earlier that you heard, um, <laughs> I said that Dean Martin, at least in this movie, lacked charisma. I don't know I if I agree he... with that. Okay. I All thought right. he was chock full of charisma. Okay. I could, again... Could be wrong. I think he had a very like I just kind of show up to set every day and do whatever I want kind of charisma. Uh for sure. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Well, you nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> he nailed yeah. That's exactly what he was doing. Yeah. I just uh-huh. show up and say things and I don't really give a shit whether they work or not. I bet yeah. there was not a single 
double take in this entire movie. He's like, where's this? Give me some more scotch. Like, yeah, I'm fine. Director yeah. was like, Dean, can we do that one more time? And he Absolutely was like, no, not. we got it. No, yeah. that was a home run. I got to go get drunk. Baby. We got what we that needed. Nailed it. You know, it's funny <laughs> that you mentioned that because I did hear this, that Frank Sinatra also, if you're unaware, Frank Sinatra won uh, uh, two Oscars, I believe, for acting. Wow. Think about that for a minute, but... Uh, I did hear that Frank Sinatra told every director he worked with, he only does one take because you only paid me for one movie. <laughs> he did not realize, you know, we do more than one take, Frank. He's like, I'm doing one take. Take only. <laughs> he goes, you want two takes? You got to pay me for two movies. Double it up. Yeah. Which, uh, from all accounts, what I hear Frank Sinatra was a fucking monster of a person. So it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, so Bond Factor. Uh. <laughs> so we are 100%. going. Hundred percent. Yeah, we're gonna forego our traditional scoring that we've been doing for our Bond movies because mm-hmm. those are sp- specifically tailored to James Bond movies mm-hmm. and yeah. how we think Bond movies should be rated. So I think we should just rate this movie flat out zero to one hundred. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> All right. And maybe. After we do that, would you recommend this movie? Yeah. Yeah. So. Blaine, you go first. What would you score this movie? I thought I could have seen that coming. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give this movie a 28. Okay. And I will not be recommending this movie to anyone. No. No. uh, Unless you have some sort of enemy that you want to... Confound wow. and confuse. Um, confound. Well, you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think 28. I mean, it had it had some silly parts. The same age as a yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For every year he was alive. R.I.P. Yeah. Jill. I'm gonna go with a 36. I That's like a it. good number. Because mm-hmm. I was mildly entertained while I was watching it. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, I didn't retain very much. No. But, but you don't have to. In all fairness, none <laughs> of us did. So, no. Um, I don't think that I would recommend it, though, because I don't think that it was obscure and entertaining enough to be like, you have to watch it just for the train wreck that it is. Mm-hmm. I don't think it had enough of that that I would watch it again or recommend anyone else watch it for that yeah. reason. Right. It's just not memorable. Yeah. Like I said... Uh, as you heard, uh, it just doesn't matter. None of it mattered, mm-hmm. and it just uh, why waste time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, Andrew, uh, I'm going to give this movie a 47. Okay. Yeah, Dean Martin's agent. Dean movie. Martin's agent. Um, and <laughs> I will say this: uh, it's fine. There are entertaining levels to this. I think Dean Martin's. Honestly, not terrible, but like Jill said, he only did one fucking take um, and smoke and drink his way through this movie. Uh, But I would say this. If you are a film lover, you should watch this movie only to see where we've come in the years since 1966. Because I feel like, sadly, this movie might be more accurate to the times than we think. So I would recommend it to those people. Otherwise, if you're just looking for a good movie to watch, I don't think this is it. 
Or even a good bad movie. Yeah, I wouldn't put it in this that category. This isn't a good bad movie. Yeah. It's better than The Thing. Oh my <laughs> god. Boy, back again. Back again. I know you guys missed me. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, well, Jill, thanks for joining us for this whole episode of <laughs> uh, Judgment. This is a, again, a snap judgment. So, I enjoyed it start to finish. Yes. Yeah. Well done. I could tell. You were furiously taking notes. Um, <laughs> Just... You were laughing, but very quietly. I love that you did that. Um, Just contributing constantly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that wraps it up. Tune in next week. We'll, we will get back on our James normal Bond. James Bond uh, movies and mm-hmm. Quantum of Solace. Maybe. Possibly. I don't know when this is going to air, so Not, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't know when it is. Yeah. Just tune back in. Yeah. Um, we'll get to it. Yeah. And Jill might be here again. We don't know. Corey will be back. I know that. Um, and Jill, if you want to sit through another one, please feel free. Um, yeah. But uh, I guess that's all we got, right? That's it. Okay. So, thanks for joining us. This has been Judgment. Judgment.